For the second year in a row, can the Arizona Cardinals go 2-0? They kick things off for the first time in front of the Red Sea at State Farm Stadium on Sunday, welcoming Captain Kirk in the Minnesota Vikings. It's Bo, it's Alex, it's Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it. Rise up, Red Sea. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you. Give us a follow at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Things taking off. We appreciate everybody tuning in, watching, commenting leave it a like everything i mean we're, we're all in on youtube a couple of old farts like us <laughs> watching youtube you know getting down with the lingo and all that good stuff smash the like button and all that that good stuff <laughs> we're, we're cool we're hip uh we got a break we got a big game to break down but first i gotta tell you that this uh episode is brought to you by the brand new locked on nfl draft podcast it relaunches on september 20th next week Get your new host, Eric Crocker. He brings the player scouting. Ryan Tracy brings the analytics. Follow the Lockdown <laughs> NFL Draft podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. But we're not talking draft. We're not talking about the kids that play on Saturday. We're talking about the guys that are lining up on Sunday and kicking off State Farm Stadium. Can the Arizona Cardinals, Alex, can they do it? And please don't answer me right away because we got to draw this thing out for like 25, 30 minutes. Can the Arizona Cardinals put together back-to-back spectacular performances right out of the gates. It'll be fun to watch. I mean, you got to think that a team coming into town has pretty much the same offensive makeup as the Tennessee Titans. You know, two great wide receivers, a stellar running back, and a quarterback with limitations. You know, Ryan, uh, Kirk Cousins, you could probably say his floor is a little bit higher, at least equal to Ryan Tannehill, but Ryan Tannehill's ceiling is, you know, astronomically higher than Kirk Cousins. Uh, but it, it'll be it'll be fun to watch because this isn't a trap game because it's only week two, but it's like, man, you could get the win completely taken out of your sails if you don't take care of business at home against against the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, we're going to break everything down as far as this contest is concerned. We talked to Luke Braun yesterday. Highly recommend you check out that video yesterday on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Check out the podcast. He gives uh, just, just straight insight that you're not going to get anywhere else. Um, and what I really took away from it is that the Minnesota Vikings are an absolute, as far as their offensive line is concerned, it is a incredible liability for Kirk Cousins or that run game finding any success. We talk about Dalvin Cook. He's a top five running back in this league. It, but I do agree with you. I, it is it is oddly similar to the team that they faced in week one. But here's the difference. You don't have two new coordinators. You've got uh, Clint Kubiak. He's the OC there in Minnesota. And then you've got the same guys that were calling the defensive plays in the same spot for the Vikings. So there is a little continuity there. It's week two. They came off a bad loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, as you mentioned, Kirk Cousins, he played a little bit better in the face of pressure. And he faced a lot of it just like Ryan Tannehill did. But he threw for over 300 yards. And he was a little bit more efficient you know, with the football getting it out. I, I think I saw that Kirk, Kirk Cousins was hit eight times. Ryan Tannehill who was hit nine times. And of those hits, obviously, Tannehill was taken down six times for a sack. While Cousins was able to get rid of the football, he was sacked three times in that contest. So did a little bit better just getting rid of the pigskin. So that's what you're kind of staring down. And there is 
they practiced together. The Tennessee Titans first team offense really didn't have any reps together uh, in preseason. And they really didn't have any, anything as far as reps together before week one, it, you know, significant reps with Julio Jones implementing him in a new offense coordinator. Yeah. And I mean, you look at, we compared this a little bit last week. So last year they had the 49ers on the road, they got a W and then they beat Washington football team at home. And then they, then they just lay a big fat egg against uh, Detroit where Kyler throws three picks. Didn't look great. And then you go to Carolina with Buda Baker out and you lose a game with Teddy Bridgewater. Every safety safety was out. That's right. Chris Banjo was the starting safety. That's right. So it's kind of the same this year where you get the excitement of starting two and oh last year in one game because of how it played out. The Cardinals look like a Super Bowl team in week one. They look like they were just in actual world beaters. And then you have this week two game where it's a little bit better opponent than Detroit or Carolina. And because at any point this defense, this offense could go off. If the if the pass rush isn't there for the Cardinals, the secondary is going to have to play against two of the better receivers in the league. So it's just it's kind of a, a similarity to last year where if you start two and zero. And you have Jacksonville on the road with that dumpster fire over there. You could be cooking with gas very early before playing San Francisco, the Rams, San Francisco, and Cleveland in successive weeks. Yeah, we're going to get into our players of the game, of course. We're going to yeah. get back into our predictions. We gave our predictions yesterday, so if you missed them, we'll give them to you before the end of the show. Our Friday Five, right? We're going to get into our Friday Five. Um, damn it, I, we don't have any of the, the sexy graphics this time, but we will give you, uh, of course, the betonline.ag. Uh, spread, the total, the over/under, and we'll get into a, a little prop bet that we felt feel like is uh, is one that you should probably throw down on Alex. I will give him credit where it's due. He nailed the prop bet. It was the uh, over/under for Kyler Murray rush yards, 43 and a half last week. Last week, of course, he did find the end zone, but he didn't approach 43 and a half uh, on the ground. So we'll see what another prop bet looks like for the Arizona Cardinals in this contest in our Friday Five. Uh, but you know. It is interesting because they were firing on all cylinders last week. And if they slip up, you know, if, if they take a step back in one area, it's just like, well, yeah, then the offense, it's, it's not going to slip back. You know, if, if, it, if the, the pass rush isn't there or if the defensive secondary that we saw in week one, if it doesn't look like the same one we saw in the opener, you know, you got to you just have to imagine that, look, if, if they don't have as a awesome performance as they did against the Titans, that – it wouldn't the odds are they're not going to just completely all fall apart right i mean if it's not going to be kyler murray hitting in the past game he's sure like five touchdown total touchdowns is pretty absurd but like he could still have a good game or and if the defense is in a spectacular you know what i mean the cardinals are never going to play as well as they did again in week one like things aren't going to go that well i mean you may get one of those a year and sure balls will go you're like that wasn't a game where balls bounced their way. It wasn't that. They just completely dominated a team that at this point you didn't think they'd have any business dominating. That's not realistic to think that that's going to happen every week. So, yeah, there's going to be issues more than what we saw in week one. How you deal with the issues when you need to deal with those issues in real time, that's what determines good teams from not. And, I mean, the Card- they, they could do no wrong. Chandler Jones made Taylor LeJuan look like Bo Brock. Like, seriously, it's true. Like, right. he was just like, you know what? You're a high school left tackle. You're not getting paid $80 million. You're not an all pro. I'm going to absolutely punish you. 
that's not going to happen every week, even though there, there's another porous offensive line that the Cardinals are going to face. It's going to be fun, and you're right. There's going to be on both sides. You're going to figure out when the going gets tough, whipped side of the football you can trust. So if it's, not yeah, both, it's, yeah, but it it's could, rarely both, like all the way at the top, you know? I could, it's establishing trust, absolutely. And, uh, you know, interesting, you, you took a knock at my my blocking prowess, which is probably, it's completely fine with me. Uh, I, <laughs> not not a, a big man. But uh, if, if it was me, though, the difference between Taylor Luan and uh, if it was me or who it is actually going to be on Sunday, for potentially for the Minnesota Vikings, who... Uh, it's Rashad Hill at left tackle, who was a guy who was a backup last year. Um, you got to you got to think that the Vikings are going to help because the Titans didn't. They're like, hey, here's our Pro Bowl caliber. We just paid Taylor Luan. We're gonna let him be on an island or on the, on the in the left tackle spot, and we're just gonna let him handle with who if it's Chandler Jones or JJ Watt. He's just gonna go, he's just gonna block him. But you got to imagine if if Minnesota does that, Mike Zimmer needs to be fired. The next day, <laughs> the next day, yeah, because that's that's a fireable offense. Uh, but so you have to imagine it's either going to be them chipping with a tight end, it's going to be a running back getting in there and help. It might be an extra offensive lineman. They might have six offensive linemen. I don't know what it's going to be, but you can't imagine they're going to let uh, Chandler Jones run amok. But I will give VJ Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, a lot of credit for getting some one-on-one matchups for Chandler Jones in that Titans game. Uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, and you look at it, and you um, did a really good job uh, over the past week clipping up some some video clips and, and showing like real spotlighted moments. And I tweeted out right after it happened, but when you double team Chandler Jones and or JJ Watt, Isaiah Simmons is going to be a problem. Like if you, like, he he's going to be a problem. He took Derrick Henry and he said, "Sir, this one yard you will not get." to get into the end zone. He just stood up in absolute Adonis for the running back position because you know what Isaiah Simmons is? Younger, stronger, faster than Derrick Henry, which is unbelievable to say, but he's probably he's, he's two out of the three for sure. But when you look at the attention that Chandler Jones will get on Sunday, because yeah. Mike Zimmer doesn't want to lose his job, at least in week two, and what J.J. Watt will get because he's wearing 99 on an opposing team's jersey, Vance Joseph's going to eat. Like they didn't have that last year, and they had one of the best best blitz packages in the NFL. They didn't blitz on Sunday. They didn't blitz. It was all just man on man. I'm going to beat your guy to the quarterback. So I mean, Isaiah Simmons. I'm so excited to see what the new iteration of him is going to be like. Yeah, you know? let's continue. Yeah, let's continue to look at, at some of these matchups, and let's also look at a couple of players that we didn't see a lot from from Week One or hear a lot from from Week One because of all the unbelievable. Performances from the Arizona Cardinals. We'll get into who we want to see more from come uh, Sunday in Glendale. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Alex was recently on a work trip, so he didn't have a whole lot of time. I don't even think that the uh, hotel offered a continental breakfast, so he was, <laughs> they didn't. He just had to rely on Old Faithful, or the most delicious protein bar, bar none on the market, Built Bar. It's where tasty and nutrition, it's where they meet together for one perfect little treat. It's going to help you find your fitness, your weight goals, whatever it may be. Bring that little built bar along with you on the journey because it's going to only help you. Nine delicious flavors you can always rely upon. Figure out which one you like the best. Coconut, cherry, barcia, 
mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. 17 to 18 grams of protein. You've got calories ranging from 130 to 180. Four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Right now, go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Back here, Friday edition, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brought to you by the uh, new Locked On NFL Draft Show with Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker. Uh, that's going to fire up next week. Start to break down some of the biggest prospects in college football. Um, but before that happens, the Arizona Cardinals have a game. Potentially go 2-0. Did you know that the 38 points the Arizona Cardinals scored uh, tied the most points that they've scored under Cliff Kingsbury? It's crazy. So that tied. It had to it been Atlanta? Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Dallas. Oh, yeah. Dallas they put up 38 points when Kyler Murray completed nine passes. They did. They did. That was a more that was kind of a stranger path to uh, yeah. to that many points. But uh, yeah, I, I heard that stat today, and I was like, I had to think about it. Yeah, they've never eclipsed forty under uh, under Cliff, but uh, thirty eight. They've done that. Uh, they did that the previous season, and they did it, of course, in week one. Uh, just looking, kind of scanning. They did thirty eight uh, against Dallas. They did thirty seven in the OT victory over the uh, Seahawks, and then in the first. Se- First season, they had they eclipsed thirty a couple times, but never got up to thirty eight. Well, yeah, they got up to thirty eight against the Cleveland Browns. So that was the that was the t- the day that uh, they beat good old Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray became the best Oklahoma quarterback right now in the NFL. So I, I was kind of checking it out. JJ Watt played seventy two percent of the snaps. He's going to be key as far as slowing down the run game again. Just such a great run defender. And he's, he's, he was also the one that kind of put Chandler Jones in a good position as far as uh, commanding, you know, more attention from the defense. And Chandler Jones was getting those one-on-one matchups. Uh, I saw Lucky Fotu a lot when I was breaking down that film. He only played 27% of the snaps, but I just saw him moving guys out there on the field. I mean, he just looks like a beast in his limited play. I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of Lucky Fotu. You have to imagine, Alex, especially because they put him in on offense with J.J. Watt. And the megawatt package that they they just know this is a strong man. Yeah. And I mean, that's what happens when you draft from big schools. Yeah. That's what happens when you're not, you know, FCS hunting. The fact that they that Steve Kime drafted Lecky Fotu and Richard Lawrence in the second round. I get they got that second round pick from the DeAndre Hopkins trade, right? Where they swapped picks. Um Fourth, that's what yeah. happens. LSU and Utah. LSU yeah. and Utah. That's what happens. Guys are more ready to play at the NFL level. Now, sure, they were both, um, you know, rotational guys at best last year, but we saw some pop, and Rashad Lawrence got injured towards the end of the season. But, man, if draft picks can work, yeah, it's just it just shows texture. It shows yeah. that that's how teams are built. And, and speaking of which, I mean, we see 91% of the snaps played on defense from Marco Wilson. Who played great? Uh, he had a he had a pass breakup against Julio Jones. I don't know if he was ever credited for it. Uh, you had Rondell Moore. He was an absolute uh, force in the offense. I think it was Craig Harris that uh, mentioned he had over sixty yards, and fifty of them were were after he made the catch. So he was making every the ball in his hands. I mean, if, if he got the ball in his hands, he was making plays. Uh, and then you had uh, Zayvon Collins. When we talk about guys, when we want to see more out of, you know, he was he didn't play that that much he didn't play that much but I, w- I was one i was curious if that's you think that was a product of derrick henry being a big running back and and jordan hicks it was more necessary for him to be on the field 
as a run stopper. Zayvon Collins, I mean, does that mean we, we see kind of the same blueprint from last week and, and not a whole lot of the first-round pick again this week? Uh, maybe you don't name a starter in May. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't seem to play a role in it. I mean, no, no, I mean, Jordan Hicks has really surprised everybody, I think. I think that when Steve Kime named Jordan and named Zayvon Collins a starter, he wasn't seeing, you know, Jordan Hicks taking this step. This is first year in Phoenix, uh, Jordan Hicks that we're seeing right now. He's a tackle machine. He knows the defense better than anybody. And yeah, you might be easing him in. And also, you may not want to play him when you're up three scores. You know, it, it could be a mixture of a bunch of different things. Even though it'd be a perfect time for him to get reps, the last thing you want is your first round pick to get injured in the fourth quarter when you're up twenty points. Sure. Yeah. yeah I, I Who knows? That. I mean, this is again. That could be a total anomaly. You could play 75 or 80% of the snaps. It's it's week one. We'll find yeah. out week three, week four with the trends when they really start to happen when we get through the first quarter of the season. So talking about a couple of things that we wanted to see, Tay Gowan was a guy that was inactive, six-round mm-hmm. pick out of uh, Central Florida. I, I I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see if he's, he's active. The, the secondary didn't seem like it needed any, any, any help out there. We'll see what the, who did decide to dress out of the – the 46, but um, I mean, pretty pretty solid performances across the board from the young guys. Uh, as much as we want to see more from the first round pick, and, and if we have to wait on that, and then that pop and David Collins pops, you know, in week five, could just work out perfectly, you know. I yeah, mean, but, but the question, well, real quick, is like if there's no pass rush, is it going to be the same with the secondary? I mean, it's just it's a question you got to ask. And the number two, in a close game, can you run the ball? Because they it didn't matter, it didn't matter. Like James Connor. Looked like old James Conner. Like, there's no question about that. I mean, he looks like a 26. 26 is the prime year. Yeah. 26 is the, the maybe the last, like, quote-unquote, prime year, 26, 27. He looks like he's seven feet tall, and he's yeah, he an looks- absolute brick house. He's, he's so he can stay healthy. Yeah. They got some giddy-up, you know, and, and Chase Edmonds looked fine. But you didn't need Chase Edmonds to do anything. You didn't need James Conner to do anything except for eat clock which is exactly why you need a big back in the backfield. It was a, it was a pretty I mean, offensively. It was pretty perfect as far as you know. Yeah. You get you get 100 yards combined from those two. You get Chase Edmonds if you combine his rushing and his receiving yards 100 yards total. And then you you as what you called for, you limited Kyler and and you really only leaned on him one play with his legs. I mean, really for the rushing touchdown. I mean, there was the one play where he he was able to you know, move around outside the pocket and complete the big third down toss to Rondell Moore. But other than that, you know, he didn't, he wasn't really in harm's way. Um, so, you know, can they can they replicate that against this defense that's going to be down Eric Hendricks potentially? You know, and the only guy that uh, that that our guy Lucas Braun pointed out was Michael Pierce on the interior of that defense. Other than that, I mean, yeah, you got Daniil Hunter. Even if mm-hmm. Daniel Hunter gets two sacks on Sunday, I'm not that concerned about it. Yeah, I mean, Luke Braun seemed defeated. <laughs> he did. You know, yeah. like Luke Braun's a very funny, you know, charismatic, goofy dude like us. And he just... An objective for the most part. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And and he's, you know, he asked us what was up with Cliff Kingsbury's offense. I couldn't answer. Like, what is Cliff I don't know. Uh, it's kind of whatever it is. Um, my moratorium is still true, though. I've I've made it what five days. Sunday's gonna be tough if nice. if things go wrong, but I'm gonna be fine. It's gonna be all the way 100 all the way through. Um, 
whatever seven days times 24 is eight to 168 hours. Um, but Luke, he just seemed like, how do you lose to Cincinnati? And then you have to go to Minnesota. You have to go on the road across the country to play the Cardinals who had their best game in a decade. I, you know, whatever, obviously not, but like the best game in the last five years from one, from one to 46 on game day. So it's, all signs are pointing towards the Cardinals rolling, but that's exactly when the NFL just punishes your brain and says, "You know what? There's no momentum week to week." Yeah, it's it's a it's a humbling it's a humbling league, no doubt about it. Yeah. Like it you you kind of get you walk a little tall and you puff out your chest. Somebody's going to cut you out, you know. <laughs> yeah. They're going to take you out at the knee. So yeah, let's get into that real quick. We're going to do our Friday five, and we're also going to get into you know what what the Cardinals need to look out for. What what could cause the team to kind of take an L potentially on Sunday? We'll get into that right before we get out of here. Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network. Please make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're subscribed to Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. And uh, you're making sure anytime we drop content, that you're getting a little ding from it. Uh, looking at Sunday's bets, and we're going to break it down. The Arizona Cardinals are three-and-a-half favorites, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Over 90% of the money was going on the Arizona Cardinals. Unbelievable. An unbelievable uh, Cardinals. If you want to make a bet, bet online. It's the fastest, easiest way to do it. Make any bet on pro college football action this season. Number one spot for it. With all the updated site interface, even more odds, even more props, even more contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 100% Welcome bonus, double your initial deposit. So every dollar you put in, you get an extra buck added by Bet Online. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCK or NFL100. That's NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 football season. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, wrapping things up. Got a fast Friday. We'll get back into the spreads. We'll get into that three and a half. We'll get into the total on this game. We'll get into uh, as far as the prop bet that we've decided we want to highlight this week. But what would be um, what would be the worst case scenario for the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday? Is it going to be this Minnesota Vikings figuring it out on the defensive side, or is it that offense that it's, I, I got to imagine it's the offense with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook? Um. The Cardinals' offense still needs to needs to put up points. Like I feel like this game is going to be a lot uglier than people think it's going to be. A lot lower scoring, but one week does not a season make for offense. And this is going to be a nice little you know bump up. You know you you beat the first boss in Mario, and then now you're moving up to the second one. And the Minnesota's defense is obviously better than Tennessee because you know it's just like you know by default. But you need to see the offense still hum. And I think with Patrick Peterson there, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, I'm putting Rondo more because they don't switch. Like what Luke Braun told us yesterday is the majority of the time that the corners don't switch sides. They're not running. They're playing zone. They're staying on their side of the field. And I'm putting Rondo more and Christian Kirk on Patrick Peterson's side the whole game. Just beat him with speed. And I think that's how the offense will, will it'll just keep the defense honest and then you can do whatever you want. But I feel like Rondo Moore and Christian Kirk could eat if they put him, you know, towards Patrick Peterson, who is who's lost his step. He can't really do what he used to be able to do with speedy receivers. Yeah, it it, it doesn't bode well for Patrick Peterson. I, I think somebody asked me recently what they thought a good game would be for Patrick Peterson, and it's like 
Patrick Peterson's big games were never really uh, – it, it was never him getting a pick or, you know, obviously it was getting a pick six. We hadn't seen one of those in a long time. Um, it was more just kind of having a quiet day from the, the opposing team's number one wide receiver. And is that really possible for him to go step for step with number 10, DeAndre Hopkins? And I just, I just don't – I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he can yeah. take, completely take him out of the game plan. Uh, they're not going to move him around, as as Braun pointed out, and it's more of like an outside zone. So, you know, is it going to be? You're not going to see Patrick Peterson pick up on any of those 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 shifty guys, fast shifty guys. So he's not going to also take any of the responsibility for when the Cardinals are moving the chains and making big plays. Well, and when he was the number one corner, it was that huge sham that you don't throw the ball to that side of the field. So he was never tested, and that made him great. But when you're great is when you're tested. And I don't understand. I've never understood that. Always throw at the number one water. Who cares? Until he picks you off, what does it matter? And Patrick yeah. Peterson lived in that Deion Sanders world where it's still back then that, you know, half the field is taken away because you don't throw the ball towards Patrick Peterson. And I just never. So that's why he always had quiet days because his, you know, uh, he uh, his name preceded him before he walked on an opposing team's field or home team's field, I guess. Yeah. Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get into uh, our, our, I guess, Friday 5 here. Check out some of this, the uh, bets that you can make in this one. As I said, three and a half. The uh, total of this game is 51. Alex and I, we took the uh, Arizona Cardinals. We, we, we revealed our final score yesterday on the crossover podcast, and it was 31-17, I believe, or was it 30-17? So we both think the Arizona Cardinals covered this one easily. I think that that's the, the bet to make. And then yeah. also the uh, the total, that's where it's going to be tough. You know, can Minnesota, uh, they have enough firepower. Uh, 51 and a half, it's another big total for this game. in back-to-back weeks, so we're going to see over 50 points scored in an Arizona Cardinals game between the two teams. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, this is a trap over here. I think it's probably going to be bet up to almost 52. It's probably going to go up a point. Minnesota, or Minnesota wins by running the ball. And what happens when you run the ball? The clock goes out faster. And what happens when the clock runs out? You don't score any more points. Like it's, I, I think, yeah, I, I think 30 to 17, I think, or 31 17, we both said, which will both, um, you know, we'd both take the under there. I just, I don't see them being able to throw all over this team with the pressure the Cardinals are going to put on them. So they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have the best offense they're going to have is keeping Kyler Murray on the sidelines, and they're just going to have to eat as much clock as possible and hope Cliff, uh, hope um, Kirk Cousins doesn't make any mistakes. You think uh, both teams could score over 19.5 points? I think one can. That's, a, that's, a good, that's one of the bets that's uh, available. Uh, first team to 20, you think the Arizona Cardinals could be the first team to 20? I mean, yeah, probably. It's especially if we're picking only one team to get to 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there's just not any good player props as far as uh, I haven't seen yeah. anything just yet. But, uh, you know, I think that the Arizona Cardinals obviously were the first team to 20 last week. They were the only team to 20 last week. So, might be a safe bet there. You're looking at our uh, at our Friday five here on Locked On Cardinals. Um, our, our players of the game. I mean, who do you like to be your player of the game, offensive and defensively? Offensively, I'm. You know, I'm gonna ride with Christian Kirk. Like I've been, I've been out on Christian Kirk. I have. 
And, it, you know, it wasn't necessarily fair for him last year. Uh, he was kind of thrown into this wide receiver two role, but didn't really know, like, he him as a wild card every week where people he's the guy that, that defenses forget about. He gets lost in zones, and he's just like, you know, I'm gone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow the top off this defense, especially with who they're playing against if he's going to be around Patrick Peterson. He could be in for another two-touchdown game. You know, we've seen it. We've seen it. We just don't see it often. But I'm going to say Christian Kirk. And then defensively, I'm ready for Isaiah Simmons. To I'm ready for it. Because they're going to double-team Chandler Jones, and they're most likely going to double-team J.J. Watt. Isaiah Simmons is very good at a lot of things, and I hope that this season his most important thing that he will be good at is ripping quarterbacks' heads off. <laughs> you know, like I want to, I want to see pass rush Clemson Isaiah Simmons. That's the one I want to see. I want to yeah. see him in, like he is a missile. Look at what they did with um with with uh oh my god, what's his name? Hassan Reddick last mm-hmm. year. He could fit in Isaiah Simmons' pocket. Let Isaiah Simmons eat the way Hassan Reddick did last year. It'll be it'll be incredible. Imagine him being the scary guy in the second level and letting Zayvon Collins dropping into coverage. Like it'd be magic. Yeah, it's uh, Isaiah Simmons is a great one. I think he, he's going to get a sack, and it's probably become you know, coming up the, in the middle in the teeth of that defense, and it's not going to be coming from the outside against the because they're they're also soft at, at right in in the guard spots for Minnesota. You know. I think Chandler Jones can legitimately have two more sacks in this game. <laughs> I do. I mean, he's going up with the ham sandwich on the left back. I mean, he, they, they did a good job moving Chandler Jones. So he's doing left and right side of the line. So I, is it unfair to say Chandler Jones? But, I, you know, that's nobody would think that he was going to have back-to-back break weeks. But And you know that anytime he's getting to a quarterback, that thing can come out. He's so good at his first forcing fumbles. He's forced like 17 for, or 19 forced fumbles since – 2016 since becoming an Arizona Cardinal. So I'm going to say Chandler Jones. Call me, uh, you know, a front runner, going chalk, whatever. Not being. Fun At least you're choosing team. a player this time and not a coach, which I yeah, appreciate. Exactly. Yeah, you're welcome. And then yeah. uh, I think Rondell Moore. I think Rondell Moore is going to have his first Arizona Cardinals touchdown of his young career. <sighs> you know, and I was surprised that you didn't go to AJ Green because I think AJ Green has potential in this game going against Bashad Breland to make some big plays on the outside. Yeah. I mean, it's, listen, I, I think it's more important that Isaiah Simmons gets there. AJ Green, you're gonna he's gonna be old faithful. We saw he ran fine routes, he was as slow as he ever was, and he was still catching balls. You know, it's you know what you're gonna get from it. Yeah. But Isaiah Simmons, excuse me, has the potential to elevate this defense to an A minus to A level. Like if Isaiah Simmons plays the way he did in college, you know, in some not against Pittsburgh or you know, whoever they're, they're playing, but plays at that level, this defense completely changes. You know what this defense really reminds me of, like, in the 90s? Like, Mike Tyson. Not, well, I mean, that, that might be too far because he was so dominant. Yeah. But just those, the heavyweight prize fighters that are knocked out, like, they can yeah. knock out a post off. That's how good they are. They have that, that capability. Now, we don't, we've yet to see what they look like when they struggle, and we will see that. Look, trust me, it's the NFL. I mean, it's an offensive game now. But they are not they are knockout specialists. They have that ability with JJ Watt, as you mentioned, Isaiah Simmons that led the team in the tackles. He had the pick. You know, he had he had some big time plays in that in that game. And uh yeah, I mean I don't what's gonna slow him down unless you know the offense for the Vikings is gonna emphasize slowing him down. 
then what are you going to do about the rest of the guys out there? And uh, looking for another repeat performance from the secondary. We'll see what that looks like uh, against some very talented wide receivers. You've got our uh, – somehow we ended up on the same it's, – it's boring. We had the same prediction, 31-17 Arizona <laughs> Cardinals in this game. I think it could even be uglier than that. And uh, if, if, it, if it's an L, it, just, just fill up my mentions. I don't know if it's – I deserve that for being as uh, – drinking the Kool-Aid as heavily as I have. But uh, it's been a fun week. That's for sure. We appreciate everybody that's tuned in, all the new listeners, all the new viewers. Thank you for checking out Locked on Cardinals. We're just getting started here. It's only week two of the season, so make sure you're subscribed. You're following along on our, all our social channels, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, at Clancy's Corner. And, uh, look, let's enjoy this one. It's the first one in front of the Red Sea in a long time, like a full Red Sea. State Farm Stadium out there in Glendale. Enjoy the tailgating out on the Great Lawn. Eat some uh, delicious food and drink some beers for your boys over at Locked On Cardinals. And uh, let me tell you this. Before we get out of here, betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get the daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you find podcasts. We will talk to you pregame show. Pre-game show. All right. He's going to do it. Pre-game show for the game. Sunday afternoon. Of course, halftime right here. And we'll have our podcast post-game. Guys, have a great Saturday. In rest of your Friday. We'll talk to you Sunday.